0: I'm Jeff Gibson.
1: And I'm Shanna Paxton.
0: And we are... The Movie Movie Lovers! Lovers. Welcome to the official podcast of the Gibson Review. In this episode...
1: One of our new formatted episodes. Yes,
0: it's very different. It is the week in review. And
1: that's all it is.
0: That's all it is. We will be talking about what movies and TV shows we have been watching since our last week in review segment, which should from now on be a three-week cycle.
1: This is my opportunity to talk about all the TV shows.
0: Yeah, especially you. Yes, (laughs) yes. You watch way more TV than I am able to, unfortunately. So we will typically go and talk about what Shannon's been watching, what I've been watching, and then what we have jointly been watching. Let's get into it. Shanna you have a few TV shows you you, you seem to be juggling a lot of TV shows at once and it seems like you've knocked out a handful. Yeah
1: at one point I was watching seven at once, it just depended on who was around and what I was feeling like and what was available. It was because almost, apparently, my phone keeps logging out of Hulu, which is just oh, pisses me off.
0: It's almost like you're back in the '90s watching appointment TV, where I you watch a diff- you know three different shows every night. You know,
1: <laughs> being nostalgic for a particular time, one episode at a time, making nice. a pattern. Nice
0: call back to our previous <laughs> episode in which we talked about our favorite nostalgia films. Mm-hmm. Uh so what 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 shows you No nostalgia
1: do you TV all no. new stuff <laughs> <laughs> Well I guess maybe one of them you could argue is a little nostalgic but let's move on to one that isn't It's Killing Eve season Pretty sure it's season four.
0: Is it the latest season of yeah, Killing
1: Eve? the latest season. A BBC show. Uh, BBC and AMC. I'm not really sure how they work that, but there you go.
0: So it's probably BBC in international markets, and here it's AMC. Well,
1: and it's a pretty... Great international cast, so I don't know. Maybe I didn't even know together.
0: that it was an AMC series all this time. AMC
1: shows are pretty good. It's just mm. difficult to get access to them sometimes.
0: And they run the Walking Dead into the ground.
1: Yes. Well, it stars Jodie Comer, which people know I'm a huge fan of. Sandra Oh, Fiona Shaw, uh, Kim Bodnia, and several other fantastic people. You just have to go check out the cast list. So. This is the fourth season of Killing Eve. It's about the best way I can—I described it to you or to our son was that Jodie Comer is this amazing assassin and amazing in she kills her victims in very particular, with a particular style to it. And it's always different and it's always creative. And as one character explains, glorious. Mm. And Eve is, I think she's an, She's an agent of some kind. I don't know if it's agent like, of evil. No, <laughs> Sandra oh is the good guy. Um, she's like working for MI six or, or oh okay, or okay. CSC, CIA or something. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, they're mostly the show. The whole show mostly happens in England. But Jodie Comer, you know, she's an assassin, so she's often all around Europe.
0: Okay, so it's probably MI six if that's the okay.
1: case. Okay, so I. Love this show. I have seen season one more than once. Season two more than once. Season three I got through. And uh, it wasn't bad. I'm not saying like it was bad. And then I was excited when I saw a season four drop. Because it, I guess it gets on all at once. It's not like, I don't think it's live. I don't think it's like. You don't think
0: it airs on AMC? No,
1: I mean on Hulu. I think they just pop it on there. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. If I am, so what?
0: Anyway, you watch the season.
1: I was a little disappointed with how it ended when mm. I found out there's not going to be another season. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, all of this makes sense now. We were all rushing to end the thing. And, you know, there were obviously ties they had to tie up. And loose ends. Loose ends they had to tie up. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it was a little rushed. Okay. I know that we've had four seasons together, but... Honestly, I'm pissed that it's not getting a fifth season. I'm irritated that they rushed things, and I I wasn't pleased with how it ended. It makes sense how it ended, but I didn't like it for one or two characters, if that makes sense.
0: Huh. Are you saying that the season was unsatisfying?
1: Uh, Maybe what I'm saying is I want more. I don't think they're done. (laughs) But maybe they wanted to end it before it got ran into the ground.
0: Do you think that is an unsatisfactory ending this season?
1: Yeah, I think they needed a few more episodes. I Mm. think it was a little too rushed. Mm. For a show that usually takes its time, uh, I'm a little shocked. What? I,
0: I was just out of curiosity looking on IMDb to see what fans thought of this season. And the final ep- most of the most of the episodes are between six point five and seven
1: for this season.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the final episode got a three point three.
1: Yeah, That's you know why? Because it got rushed.
0: <clears throat> That's awful.
1: It felt like the last episode should have been three episodes.
0: Do you think that it is one of the worst series finales ever?
1: No, I wouldn't put it into that category because three
0: point three would indicate that. <laughs> That's out of 10, not five. Look,
1: it it would be worse if they didn't tackle some of the things in the last episode. Uh huh. It would be worse, but it was rushed. Uh huh. And they just quickly tied it up, and it shouldn't have been quickly done. It should have taken, it should have, like, it should have taken longer.
0: So best seasons of the series?
1: I really liked season one. I, I loved season one and I liked season two. Mm-hmm. So I would say season one is the best because it was just, it was such a fresh show. It was so unique.
0: It does seem to be the consensus that the first two seasons are excellent and season three is just a step down. From just those a little two. bit. Just mm. a little bit. All right. So that's the Killing Eve final
1: season. On Hulu. The next one is on Netflix, Fate, the Winx Saga. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know you're my age, you probably grew up with a little bit of Winx the cartoon.
0: Wait, is it a cartoon? There's first? a cartoon. Are you serious? Yeah. And it's actually related to
1: this? I'm pretty sure it is.
0: Huh. What was it called? It's, it's been a few it's not... years. It's called Winx. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. Gotcha.
1: And so I was not into Winx. I was into Witch. It was a similar cartoon aimed at girls uh, around that time. And I just preferred Witch over Winx. You, you know, there was kind of this divide of what people preferred. Winx was very popular. Winx Club, uh, Nickelodeon show, that's, I guess. That's, that's it? I don't know. Like, they could have... It's kind of like My Little Pony. I think they've had a few. Huh. World of Winx.
0: Yeah, but this looks right to you. These fairies.
1: These fairies, yeah. Okay. So, what is this? This is about fairies that represent different uh, elements, as well uh, elements of earth, as well as other things. Huh. So they'll represent, you know, the four things of earth, and then, you know, one fairy might have a strength with mind reading. And it looks like, if I understand how they've done oh, it yeah. in here, is that. Uh, the females are fairies, so they have magical powers, and the males of these worlds they might have magical proper like magical abilities, but they're really there as an army and there to support women. Like their role is to be good at combat.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Uh, the visual effects were good, but I feel like the story didn't quite land Hmm. and maybe it doesn't help that i've been watching motherland of salem at the same time
0: Hmm. but if
1: you compare the two shows uh winks is definitely for like you're 14 now here you go have some slightly adult material slightly okay uh with slightly adult themes Uh and so it's
0: like growing like growing up with the audience of the cartoon (laughs) that it's adapting
1: well, the cartoon was around when I was like 11.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Or 12. Okay, I gotcha. Okay.
1: Maybe 13. So
0: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> maybe 17. No, stop. <laughs> well, there is, I will say, it is based on The Winx Club, which mm-hmm. was a cartoon series from 2004 to 2019, which Basically, is a long lifespan.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I spoke a little bit about like, what is it? And then there's mystery and lies that are happening, because why not? I just feel like the mystery and the lies to certain characters are a little, eh, Mm. you know, uh. Mm. so I want something a little more serious. Okay. You know, I'm not saying it has to be Witcher serious, but it would be nice if it was a little more serious. Interesting. Um, I always feel like shows like this have an opportunity to speak to what's going on with women in particular in society and there's none of that here hmm. and it's just it, it becomes boring okay you know uh
0: so it sounds like you're very mixed on I, this show. and
1: it looks like they want to have another season but i don't know
0: oh yeah by the time people and, are listening to this episode season two will have dropped on Netflix. yeah
1: now i will watch season two because maybe season one was just oh let's get a younger crowd in Ah. And maybe season two will be better, mm, so okay. we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts if you do watch that.
1: But if I compare it with Motherland of Salem, I'm more of a Motherland of Salem kind of person. I just haven't finished the series, right. this season, so I can't talk to it. So
0: hopefully, you'll be able to speak yeah. to that in the next week in review.
1: My next one is a prime show, Good Girls Revolt. This is a a show that's taking place during women's lib and is. Featuring women in Newsweek, working for Newsweek as researchers and not getting credit for how how much work they really do. Often they're not only doing the research for the article to make their journalist, male journalist, look good, but they're also correcting things and kind of guiding the story sometimes to a more either a more accurate way of presenting the information or relevant or, hey, this will make Newsweek look better than other publications. And it obviously deals with, you know, women coming into their own. And what they do is at their Women's Week meetings where they discuss various things, they decide that they're going to actually take Newsweek to court. Because of the equal, equal rights amendment, yeah, amendment, yeah. Again, if I compare this to another show, I don't think they quite hit the mark. It's very specific to the journalist world, so I guess they're just trying to get more niche. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like they didn't quite stick the landing.
0: So this is from twenty fifteen. Available on, I don't know if you mentioned it, but it's available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Was this intended to be a limited series? Because it was, it's 10 episodes long.
1: I believe so. Okay, because what, it
0: doesn't have any additional seasons. So I was curious.
1: What pisses me off, though, is like that last episode, right? Okay. The last episode is they basically announced that they're suing Newsweek. That's how it ends. Gotcha. And we don't actually see what happens. Yeah, I'm and... looking now,
0: and it was not intended to be a limited series. Amazon canceled it after one season. Oh, okay. And... So maybe they
1: intended on having more. Yeah. But, okay, well... I'm still not okay with the whole, oh, this is where we're going to end it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's great to have reintroductions to how women were treated and what they were battling with during that time and uh, what was the difference between what white women were struggling with and black women were struggling with. It also doesn't quite fulfill the black woman's struggle quite enough. Mm -hmm. Does it try to? It's a tickle. It's not really much. Not much gets done. Gotcha. And I just, I want more. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm tired of little intros. And did you know that women didn't even know blah, blah, blah and uh-huh. weren't able to experience blah, blah, blah? Yes, I do. Can we please get to something else? You only need to spend one or two episodes on that. Let's move on. All right, so, so you do
0: not recommend Good Girls Not revolver.
1: satisfactory. I mean, if you're 13, <laughs> go ahead and check it out. It's great. Uh-huh. But not if you've already become accustomed to you know, to what women were going through. Okay. There's nothing new or fresh there. The next one is something that I got to watch on HBO with our son, Our Flag Means Death. He is very fond of this show. And Mm. although we have been tackling Westworld, he wanted a break from the seriousness Mm -hmm. (laughs) and asked if we could tackle this one instead. Mm -hmm. Uh, I missed about three episodes, but watched the rest of the show with him. This is a very funny pirate show. There are many wonderful talents in this show sprinkled throughout, uh, as well as our main cast. Uh, We have the main character, uh, Steed Bonnet, played by Rice Derby. Reese
0: Reese Derby
1: played by Reese Darby. And he has decided, you know, this isn't the life he wants. He's got a very privileged life. He has a family, a daughter, a son, a wife. That's lovely. And he decides, oh, now I need to go and be a pirate. I bought a ship. I'm leaving. So he basically leaves his family (laughs) and goes and has adventures with his crew. Hmm. His crew are made up of a wonderful cast. Uh, We've got Christian Naron from
0: Game of Thrones. Odor, yeah, Game mm-hmm. of
1: Thrones. We have Nathan Foad is just wonderful to watch. We've got Ewan Bremner, which is the um one of the characters from Wonder Woman. Yep. And th- there's just there's too many people to actually mention. And then there's wonderful guest starings throughout the show. Mm. Uh, even though it's only ten episodes, it feels like it's much more because there's so much happening. Mm. And what the creators have done is they've taken the pirate format, but created this. What they're doing is telling stories of like brotherhood and men loving each other, and how do, how do you love someone and not push someone away, and how do you keep friendships going, and how do you earn trust with each other. So it's this really lovely brotherhood that's mm. happening, and you know Taika Waititi comes into the show. That's not a. a You know, he he comes in like
0: season or episode three, right? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: he's as Blackbeard. Mm -hmm. And it's just wonderful what they end up dealing with all these different themes. And I know that's very popular among the younger crowd. Mm. So uh, this is a very good show. I wish that I had seen the other episodes that I missed. But uh, I think that it went so well, done so well with our son. I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to have to watch it again.
0: Hmm. So that's Our Flag Means Death. So to recap, you watched uh, season I four. I completed
1: season four of Killing Eve on Hulu. How,
0: how would you rate that one out of ten?
1: Oh, probably a seven.
0: Oh, oh, even though it was disappointing.
1: I still love the show. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> but season four uh, is a seven.
1: Yeah, because the other seasons are like nines and tens. Okay. okay. Winks uh, Fate, Wink Saga on Netflix, would I would that? probably give that a four. Okay. Uh, Good Girls Revolt, I'd probably give it a two. That's on Amazon. Ooh. And Our Flag Means Death, from what I've seen, I would probably give it a solid eight. Uh, and that's on HBO.
0: All right. And that is Shanna's Week in Review. My Week in Review is very light because I haven't had an opportunity to see much on uh, on my own but there is something that I forgot to mention in the last time we did this segment and that is John Carpenter's The Fog which is a 19 I want to say 1980 horror film that he did it was the next film he did after Halloween but the film he did before Escape from New York And it's kind of like not it's one of those movies of his that he did in the 80s and 70s that's not as iconic as some of the other ones. But it is notable basically about ghosts that are terrorizing this small town, killing people one by one.
1: Oh, I thought this was just a solid weather issue.
0: No, okay. there's, there's, there's a fog, I should say, there's a fog that comes in and there's ghosts in the, in the fog, basically. Okay. So, uh, you know, at, at first I was like, oh, like, how is this different from The Mist? It's very different from The <laughs> Mist. Very different.
1: Okay, okay. See, I was getting those two confused. I thought they were the same thing.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, understandable, but no.
1: This movie, this movie's
0: fine. This movie has some things to enjoy as a horror movie. It has certain enjoyable elements to it. But it also is one of those movies where, like, if you think about it, some things don't make sense or is kind of dumb or wasn't Mm -hmm. developed well enough. And I understand that John Carpenter is not exactly proud of this movie. Mm hmm. And I I kind of understand it for those reasons. But it's certainly not the worst movie of his career because there's plenty of enjoyment to be had from this film. And also, I was actually really surprised by the cast of The Fog because it stars... Adrian barbeau who apparently had not starred in a in a film before i guess jamie lee curtis was in it janet lee uh jamie lee curtis's mom mm-hmm. john Houseman for crying out loud starts the film john Houseman of masterpiece theater tom atkins <laughs> uh who else did i recognize uh, nancy loomis who was in halloween stars in this and then uh how holbrook also and then you have like what's fascinating is those characters in the movie who like take on who 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 play characters who have the same name as actual people that worked on John Carpenter movies like Nick oh, weird. Ca- yeah Nick Castle who played Michael Myers mm-hmm. in Halloween is a character name. What Dan- is he
1: creating?
0: Dan O'Bannon who co-created Dark Star With John Carpenter, John Carpenter's first film is a character, and I think Father Malone is named after someone, and and, and the list kind of goes on, so there's definitely stuff to appreciate and enjoy in this film, but it's definitely a solid 6 out of 10 film, Uh, definitely not one of Carpenter's best so that is the fog and that makes up my week in review but Shanna, you and i have a couple more things to talk about in our week in review tv shows mm-hmm. again you talked about our flag means death and involving our son in that show and we've shown or been showing our son a couple others first is we showed him the 14 episode series 14 episodes in a movie Firefly yeah. and serenity so Firefly was the horribly mishandled it's basically Fox network's biggest regret because mm. it was horribly mishandled by Fox network in that it was aired out of order it was... The, the air time was changed. The days that it would air was changed. and it Basically what not to do. Yeah. To it for was, sure. In a short amount of time. I think it was canceled after the 10th or 11th week. Mm. It, it ran from September to December of 2002, if I recall. And it is basically a space Western in the literal sense. It takes place, I want to say, 500 years from now. And it's it's a future where there is a great civil war. There is a oh, what do they call it? The an alliance that was created that kind of uh, watches over everything. Basically, the, the whole planets.
1: universe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there's some who rebelled. There's some who live on the fringes, and Firefly follows those who follow who are on the fringes who's uh who accept smuggling contracts and things along those lines and it, it basically made nathan fillion a star mm-hmm. to an extent as much as a you know i mean it helped build his career more or less is what i'm saying summer Glau starred in it ron glass starred in it and, and 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 a few others and the names of which are i'm escaping off of my head But, Shannon, what sort of thoughts did you have about Firefly and the film that completed the story since the show was axed too soon?
1: Well, watching the show was, it was maddening because you see this good show, you see how decent it is, you see how they're taking a... A good amount of time to slowly, uh, you know, reveal things about characters and create Mm -hmm. mystery and uh, while still showing how the world functions that they're in. And the creators did a good job. They did everything that you should do with Mm -hmm. a TV show. They took a really cool concept, uh, made it futuristic, but still had this grittiness to it. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of questions. You always had more questions about the characters and about how the world was working and about, you know, uh, tertiary characters as well. Mm -hmm. And it was good talent. Everyone, you know, is phenomenal in that show. And so it's just absolutely maddening when you're reminded of stupid things like Fox airing it out of order, mm-hmm. Fox not airing certain episodes. And it's just something huge that they really missed out on. I feel like this show could have gotten a solid uh, solid three to five seasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish that it did. Our son was absolutely <laughs> livid when it ended. Uh-huh. You know, like, okay, and that's all you get. And he was like, are you guys joking? Right. And then the movie, I've always loved the movie. I thought that they did the best they could with getting canceled. Uh, and I'm not saying that in like, a, oh, you know, it was kind of crappy, but at least you tried. Uh, no, they did really well mm-hmm. answering as many questions as they could. And I wonder how it, how different it is, how they would have preferred to have done it versus how they how they had to work with what they had.
0: Well, okay, so first of all, I should note Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk, Marina Baccarin, Adam Baldwin, Jewel State, and Sean Mayer also were regular cast members with appearances by people like Mark Shepard and Christina Hendricks. You could see, first of all, this 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 is a film or a show that has humor it's very humorous it's very fun <laughs> you know it's a really great transition between more serious fare if you've been watching five seasons of something that's very dramatic you can mm-hmm. pop this in and, and and have something fun and creative for a while you write about the world building you write about how seeds were being planted and, and layers were starting yes. to be slowly peeled away yeah. and the thing about Serenity which by the way is an excellent film and, and uh, is those, I haven't seen the movie in long enough that a lot of it was for, uh, forgotten by me. The thing about it, though, is you could see all the things that Joss Whedon, who created the series and directed the film, were was heading towards. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wrote the script. He, he created all of this. And you could see, okay, well, this is what I was getting to. Yeah. And he kind of had to uh, compact it all in a two-hour movie, essentially, And it's amazing that he was able to, and it's amazing that he was able to create a thrilling, cohesive product as a result. And it's it's, it's a solid film, one of my favorite films of 2006. And, you know, it's unfortunate that the show was canceled and canceled in a time when still the concept... I mean, of TV shows is canceled is canceled. You know, there wasn't yeah. this, this idea of, this oh, hope. yeah, you couldn't, you, there wasn't this idea of you could revive it. You could yeah. go to another network. You could you know, anything like that. That wasn't a thing it really back then like it over. is today. Yeah. So it, it's a shame, but it's a great show. And if you are young enough that you have not discovered it, you can find it on Hulu. Ourselves, we have the Brown Coats special edition Blu-ray of the series. The movie is... Uh, separate from that we have a special edition dvd of that signed by summer and adam baldwin i will note
1: i have to say the support that this show gets though Mm -hmm. at comic cons Mm -hmm. is wonderful every time someone from firefly is attending everybody dresses up as a brown coat or someone from the show and it's amazing and the panels are usually you know very very full mm-hmm. and yep, you yep. can't you better be prepared to sit in the panel room all day because otherwise you're not really going to get a seat and watching you, you
0: mean yeah yeah exactly i see what you mean yeah
1: and watching you know getting to see these Real life people that played these characters is always such a treat because they all are such lovely people. I mm-hmm. think, you know, we got to meet Nathan Fillion for a photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see Summer Glau and who played her brother?
0: Oh, Sean Mayer,
1: is that right? Sean Mayer? Is that his name? Yeah, Sean Mayer. Uh, we got to see the two of them on a panel. We got to see.
0: Well, I've gotten to. to didn't we meet Jewel State?
1: I don't remember. What does that mean? I
0: think Marina Baccarin and Alan Tudyk are one of the only, and Gina Torres are the only cast members yeah. I haven't seen. And a con uh, in uh, in the area. Ron, Ron Glass, Glass, of course, who passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, the others, I've, I've uh, you know, you mentioned Summer, Summer Glau, I've gotten to meet. Adam and Baldwin. I will also
1: share that I got to wash my hands after going to the party next to Summer Glau. And I just kept my mouth shut, but, like, just enjoyed her that's, presence. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do in that environment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so Firefly, we highly recommend. We love it. Uh, you give it, what, an 8 out of 10 or what?
1: give it a nine
0: very good yeah Yeah, so similar feelings now we're moving on to showing him battlestar galactica
1: finally there not
0: the original 70s series which i don't even know if that's even available to stream anywhere but the rather the 2003 series that was by oh i just forgot his name like a damn fool glenn a larson Apparently he actually created and Ronald D Moore, I should say Ronald D Moore is the guy who probably was the showrunner for the remake. We are almost done with season one showing him that. Shannon, this is your second time watching the series. my third time mm-hmm. watching most of the series. Any thoughts or uh, anything that struck you while watching the first season and the miniseries, of course? Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't not watch the miniseries before watching the, uh, the first season.
1: I remember this being aired in South Africa, I think, you know, on cable. I think it was through the Sci-Fi Channel at the time. And so it, it was always curious to me, but I never watched it because if you don't know what's going on... Even though it's intriguing, it's not a good idea to keep watching it because it can get confusing. I love this show. I think it's very exciting to get to watch it a second time. Mm -hmm. And I am surprised when certain things happen with certain characters. I'll think that it happens much later. And one pivotal thing just recently happened. And I'm like, oh, that happens now. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's always a little amusing. And being able to watch it a second time knowing how it's going to which way it's going to go is fun because you know who these characters are Mm. through and through Mm -hmm. and you get to watch how they start out and their their
0: arcs their journeys that they go through Mm -hmm.
1: and it's also really fun sharing it with our son
0: What's amazing to me is I'm just now occurring because Battlestar Galactica the original series was a part of my childhood to an extent even though I was in the late 70s I couldn't believe this it actually only had one season so wow. it almost had like a firefly sort of situation where it got canceled and, you know after one season though the, the circumstances are different and then it, it had like uh, it had a, a film that ended it too, because I remember Battlestar Galactica 1980 kind of uh, was where it was all going, you know, it was, it was the characters on Earth. I haven't seen that in a long time, and it would be very interesting to watch that, if it's available to stream somewhere, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this, this is one of the most pivotal and greatest TV shows in the history of TV shows. There's, uh, it aired uh, alongside, uh, simultaneously, though on completely different networks, uh, as Lost, an ABC show, and you can mark TV history as in, in terms of network and basic cable TV history as before Battlestar and Lost and after <laughs> Battlestar and Lost, yes. because everything that you have today in terms of serialized television, in terms of the production design, the production values, everything like that, it can be credited to these shows. In mm-hmm. terms of you know what you see on networks, like no you know yes HBO had The Sopranos before this and. Uh, and and not not a whole lot else maybe Oz and stuff like that HBO was considered top shelf top tier production values but to see it on network TV to see it on basic TV because Sci-Fi Channel was what hosted Battlestar Galactica at the time it was it was incredible it was absolutely incredible and it still holds up today in terms of Battlestar Galactica so far I'm really I'm right with you in terms of revisiting these characters, and some of them are like, oh, man, my old friends. It's so nice, you know, because I I do end up loving most of the cast. Mm -hmm. Um, There isn't
1: anyone that I really hate. There's a lot of irritation, but I think that uh goes away by the end.
0: Yeah, more or less. Yeah, Baltar is... Oh, God. uh, Yeah, he's 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 an odd duck. (laughs) And I do remember distinctly thinking in certain episodes, oh, he's he's going to get caught. Yes. You know, and, and, and because he was... He was the villain in the original show. I do remember distinctly. Yeah. So anyway, there is that. But then isn't it interesting how Boxy, I didn't even mention this to, I forgot to mention this to our son. But Boxy, the kid that gets um, saved by Boomer from the planet, you know, Mm -hmm. and he goes, my name is Boxy. He is a direct reference from the TV show. He is a character that existed in the original TV show. And how quickly was he dropped in this version, man? You see him
1: twice. Shame. No, you did mention it to our son. Okay. Yeah. 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 But he does have, what you know, the second episode that he's in is pretty cool. I
0: mean, like, it's a scene, you know, and it, it isn't bad. But it's like, I don't know if they just he's didn't a kid. know what to he do probably, with him or well, what, you know?
1: He's a kid, and I feel like he's probably off with the other kids wherever they are. I don't remember if they address what the surviving kids get to do.
0: I think they're, they're spread out through different ships in the fleet mm-hmm. you know but you know i it's it, it to an extent it makes sense because it's like well this is much more military and, and political focused mm-hmm. and focused on these key characters where does he fit in in the puzzle but I just, I just thought that was that was interesting it's like oh yeah yeah you know a lot i, I even almost forgot that he existed in the show so but anyway uh it's kind of cool uh showing it to our son been looking forward to this and i'm looking forward to his thoughts along the way mm-hmm and uh, seeing it through his eyes. So that's Battlestar Galactica, and that ends our weekend review, which Phew. ends this episode. Shannon, before we talk about what people can expect from the podcast in the future, why don't you share with people where they can find you online?
1: You can find me on Instagram at shanna paxton photography, and on Flickchart Spellbinding A.
0: Go to thegibsonreview.com, check out articles that I have on there, such as my James Bond in a review, should say, series of articles where I reviewed and ranked all of the James Bond movies and all the elements of the James Bond series. You'll find also past episodes of The Movie Lovers and other goodies on there, so check that out, play with the tabs. Uh, follow on social media facebook.com slash the Gibson Review and the Gibson Review. Sorry, the Gibson99 on Instagram. Do bracket polls on there. You should probably, by the time you're hearing this episode, probably see another bracket poll popping up on there. But follow to keep in the loop on what is going on on there. So we as announced in the previous episode and as evidenced by this episode we have been making changes to the podcast to try to adjust to the changes in our lives and be able to keep this thing going as best as we can so uh, we had this episode as the week in review we have parsed out the three segments of the episodes of the podcast into separate episodes weekly episodes you should be getting the next episode will be a main event review of don't Worry Darling, the uh, much anticipated and talked about Olivia Wilde film. Look for that on September 27th. That should be a Tuesday. Until then, keep loving the movies. This is Jeff and Shanna saying...
1: Bye-bye.